shouted Fetz, like a herald, not an old friend. Tordy Macfarlane! The great doctor almost staggered. He stared for the swiftest of seconds at the man before him, then glanced around him with a scared look, and then said, Fetz! You! What followed was a most peculiar conversation. I must stop here and say I heard it all. Not because I chose to eavesdrop, but because of my proximity only. Fetz and the doctor were just steps away from us all in the hall, and even when they lowered their voices we could hear every word. Hush, hush, the great doctor exclaimed. This meeting is so unexpected. I can see you are in a state of shock. I am too. But I'm overjoyed to see you, overjoyed. But I'm afraid it must be a how-do-you-do-in-a-good-day-all-in-one. A carriage is waiting outside the door. I must not miss the train. But let me, please, give me your address and I will write to you very soon. We must do something for you, I can see. You're out at the elbows. Uh, we will help that. I will help you for old time's sake. Money, cried Fetz. Money, from you. The money you paid me before where I was cast into the rain. A horrible, ugly look came and just as quickly vanished from the venerable countenance of the great doctor. My dear Fetz, be it as you please. My last thought is to offend you. I will intrude on no one, but I will leave you my address. I do not wish it. I do not wish it. I do not wish to know the roof that shelters you. I heard your name. I feared it was you. I wish to know if there is a god, but seeing you I have my answer. There is none. Be gone. The great doctor seemed to hesitate. He would have had to walk around Fetz to get to the door, and this seemed like too great a humiliation. But then he caught sight of us all listening, just inside the door. The presence of so many witnesses decided him the case. He darted for the door, but his pain was not yet at an end, because Fetz caught him by the sleeve as he passed, and said, Have you seen it again? Have you seen it again? And the great doctor cried aloud with a sharp, throaty gurgle, and fled out the door like a detected thief. He jumped in his carriage, and it rattled off to the station. The scene was over like a dream, and Fetz shambled back to our table. I couldn't contain my curiosity. God above, Mr. Fetz, what was that about? Fetz turned to us, looking at each of us in succession long and hard. See if you can hold your tongues, he said. That man Macfarlane is not safe to cross. Those that had already done so have repented of it too late. And then, without so much as finishing his third glass, far less waiting for his next two, Fetz bade us goodbye and stumbled forth, out of the hotel, into the black night. The three of us remained in the parlour, and, as you might expect, discussed at what had just passed. That first chill of surprise had grown into the glow of curiosity. We sat late, the latest we'd ever been at the old George. And when we left... We had each resolved to ferret out the truth about Fetz and the great doctor. It is no great boast, but I would turn out to be better at worming out a story than either of my fellows. And now there is perhaps no other man alive who can tell you the following foul and unnatural events. In his young days, Fetz studied medicine at a school in Edinburgh. 
He had a talent for it, and his masters soon picked him out as a lad who listened closely and remembered well. There was, at this time, a certain extramural teacher of anatomy, whom I will designate by the letter K. Mr. K was then at the top of his vogue, enjoying popularity due partly to his own talent as teacher, and partly to the incapacity of his rival, the university professor. All the students swore by K, and Fetz believed that his own success began when he acquired the favour of this meteorically famous man. Mr. K was a bon vivant as well as an accomplished teacher. Fetz came to his attention this way as well, and by his second year of school Fetz held the half-regular position of second demonstrator or sub-assistant in K's class. In this capacity Fetz was in charge of the theatre and lecture room. He had to answer for the cleanliness of the premises. And